Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. So glad you're with us for another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. You can find us online at insightfolios.com. That's insightfolios.com. Kevin's got 27 years of experience in this financial world. He's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement. And Kevin, we're going to put all of that great knowledge to the test today. Are you ready, sir? Oh, geez, I know it's pretty early in the morning to be that ready. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to gotta get geared up, I think, for I better uh, take an energy show. drink is what you're telling me. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. now uh, you, you may need it because uh, we're talking about not the most exciting topics in the financial world today, Kevin, but some of the most important ones. So we need to be alert for today's conversation. We are going to get into taxes. Don't groan. We're going to make it fun and interesting. Uh, We're also going to talk about bonds as well. And uh, that's just really important, especially in today's economic environment. And of course, you can always count on us tackling some of your questions when we open up the mailbag a little bit later on in today's show. But things been going well for you otherwise, Kevin, here in the last couple of weeks? They have, you know, we're getting, you know, all the rain that we're getting and everything, but the fall, the trees are changing, starting to get pretty around here, but I'm dreading what's around the corner. You know what that is, that plain old white stuff that uh, I'm not looking forward to yet. The coat weather, right? Cold weather, yes. It's been cold weather for well, the last couple of days. Been all right, but it's been cold weather. He- at heavy, night, heavy sure. coat weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three dog night. You know, where you got to sleep with three dogs. That's you know? right. That's right. Uh, my uh, grandfather lives in Maine. Always goes to his trusty. Um, what does he call it? His the, the down, right? The down feathers. Oh, yeah, yeah. The goose down. Goose down. Yeah, got to get yeah, your goose yeah. down. So I'm sure you uh, you guys know all about that as well. Uh, my wife's already put it on the bed. I said, it's a little early. Don't it's hot in here now. So. <laughs> <laughs> it can be 20 outside. I still get too hot under the covers, so it, yeah, I, I, do I, don't, I don't know if it ever gets cold enough for me at night, but uh, that's another story. Well, we've got lots to get into today, as we mentioned, Kevin, so let's not waste another moment. I talked about bonds, you know, and this is an important conversation because of the way the economy is right now and the direction that things are headed in, and we're going to get into all of that in a few moments. But first of all, to give us better context for the conversation, Kevin, even if we've known this before, it's always good to get a refresher in case we're misunderstanding them or in case we didn't learn about them properly in the past. Just give us that overview of how bonds work. What are the the nuts and bolts of them? You're right. We went over this before, but a lot of people get confused on this subject. So let's break it down to maybe some simple terms here so everybody can um, kind of follow me along the line here. But bonds are typically issued by governments or some sort of corporation. And when they do that, they're looking to do one thing. They want to raise money. So by buying a bond, you're giving that government or the corporation a loan. So you don't own anything in that particular instance. You're loaning money to them. And then when you do that, they agree to pay you back the face value of the loan on a specific date. And they're going to pay you a periodic interest payments along the way. And it's usually twice a year when they do that. So unlike stocks, bonds are issued by companies. They give you no ownership rights. You don't necessarily benefit from the company's growth, but you won't see as much impact when the company isn't doing as well either, as long as it still has the resources to pay its current loans. 
So bonds then are going to give you two potential benefits. When you hold them as part of your portfolio, they're going to give you a stream of income. That's the reason most people buy them. They're looking for some sort of income. And well, today's a little different, but they offset some of the volatility that you might see in, for instance, in owning stocks. That's kind of a brief description of that right now. All right. So a little overview there for you of how bonds work. Obviously very important to understand the mechanics there. Then you have these things called bond funds. And it's possible that someone's talked to you about bond funds before. It's important to know the difference between those and owning individual bonds. What are the differences in how those work? Well, when you own a bond fund, you know, you're investing into typically a mutual fund or it could be uh, some other sort of fund. But you are owning more than one individual bond. So maybe you own 100 different bonds as opposed to one. So when you're owning a bond fund, it's going to be more diversified, typically less risk, because if one bond defaults, in other words, one, one bond doesn't pay, then you got 99 other bonds that are still producing income for you. You know, you're also going to have different maturity dates uh, within a bond fund versus one bond. So typically people will go, you know, a bond fund over an individual bond just for those reasons we stated in safety. You know, there's safety in numbers. So if you own a bunch of bonds inside a bond fund, you're not so apt to lose a lot of money if one or two of those bonds don't continue to pay. Is there a downside to bond funds? Well, there is. You know, depending on what kind of bond fund that you have, you may have something that owns long-term bonds in there. So, um, you know, something that's maturing 30 years down the road. So if you do that, when interest rates rise, you could be in real trouble. So there's some there's some caveats in there when you're looking to buy a bond fund that you got to be very careful of, especially in, t- you know, today's low interest rate environment. And we just raised rates here recently. So I think they're going to continue doing that in the future. So you'll be very careful on that. So let's talk frequency. I mean, if someone's listening right now and they've got bonds or bond funds, or maybe they don't and they're going, should I? What, what's my neighbor doing? What's the coworker, you know, at the office? What is he doing? Should I be doing that? How often do you see people who are investing? in bonds and then do some people have those investments and not even realize it all the time Walter that's a really good question and it especially happens in mutual fund accounts or our 401k account or something like that and a good example would be you know somebody has well somebody came in the other day and a couple came in the other day and they had a Franklin Templeton growth and income account so the growth means when you see that in your mutual fund statement, that means you own some stocks and income means you own bonds. So when they came in, we broke that down a little bit and the husband said, you know, I have my statement and every single time my wife gets her statement, I get my statement. Why is mine always higher than what hers is? Why do I always earn more? So we, you know, we broke it down and he had simply a growth fund, meaning that he owned all stocks and she had the growth and income fund, meaning she had, you know, roughly 50% in bonds and 50% in stocks. So when we looked a little deeper into her bond account and found that 49% of her account that was invested in bonds were invested in double B bonds. 89% of that 49%, if that makes sense, were invested in double B bonds. Now remember, bonds are rated AAA. That's very good as far as uh, stability goes. Double A and then A, then triple B, double B, B, and then so on and so forth. And when we get into Bs, those are considered junk bonds. So when you look at people, they don't realize they're investing in bonds, they'll have some sort of account like we just explained, and they don't look deeper into that account to see what type of bonds are in there. So when interest rates go up or when times get rough and you're holding you know, some companies that are in a little bit you know, difficulty as far as financial goals, you got to be very careful and look into those very, very well. 
We're talking with Kevin Ray here on Simply Financial about bonds, some of the ins and outs to know when it comes to those and your uh, investing decisions. How are bond values related to interest rates, Kevin? Because I feel like interest rates get them more buzz in the news. We're always hearing about the Fed's going to raise interest rates a quarter of a point or interest rates are at an all-time low. We heard that a lot over the last couple of years. Is there a correlation between the two? Oh, there sure is. There's what's called an inverse relationship between interest rates and bond prices. And it's key to understanding how bonds are going to work during this coming year. So you just said it. What, you remember a couple of years ago, Walter, what was the interest rate if you wanted to get a mortgage on a house? Just in the last couple of years? Yeah, say two years ago. Uh, let's see. Well, I'm, I'm going to go six years ago. And I know that uh, our first home that we bought six years ago was a 3.25 interest rate. Yeah. Because interest rates were historically low, right? Yep. Yeah, never going to so get better when, than that. When, so we've seen a big bull market in bonds because interest rates have steadily come down for a period of years. So remember, when the interest rates goes down, your bond value goes up. So no matter what you seem to do out there in the bond market, you made money. But now we're on the other side of the coin. We know that the Fed's already come out and said we're going to steadily raise interest rates for a period of time. So when that interest rate is going up, your bond's typically gonna go down. So let me give you an example. If the bank were paying 5% interest on a deposit, in order for you to consider to invest in the bond, I would think that you would want at least a 5% rate to make things you know, similar there. But what happens if the bank were to raise their interest rate to 10% after you already bought the bond? So if you want to sell that bond that paid 5%, you're going to have to reduce the price because any buyer would prefer the bank deposit paying 10% over a bond paying five. That just makes sense. So the question here is how much do you have to reduce the price by? So the bond that you originally bought for $1,000 pays $50 a year in interest. You would have to reduce the price to $500. You bought that bond for 1,000, now you gotta reduce it to 500. And the reason being is because the $50 per year interest payment would give that buyer 10% rate of return. So that's kind of a simplified explanation. What happens when interest rates come up to bonds? But I think that's uh, well enough in, uh, explanation right now to get people considering if they're doing the right things with their bonds. So last question on this conversation, obviously realizing we could keep going, but we'll save those for, you know, when people come in and start talking about their situation more specifically. But, you know, a lot of people consider bonds to be safe, right? The, the conversation over safety is a pertinent one whenever it comes to talking about retirement. They're considered to be safe and conservative. That's sort of been the longtime view. You get out of stocks, you get into bonds because they're safer. That's the way to go. Is that approach still valid in today's climate? Do you agree with that? Not necessarily, Walter. That's another good question. because, And you said exactly what people feel. When the market goes bad, I go into bonds and they're thinking they're going into safety. So depending on what bonds you get, interest rates are on the rise, you could be in a similar situation as far as the value of your bond fund goes. So let's look at it this way. The Federal Reserve kept its interest rates close to 0% for eight years. 0% for eight years. So during that time, the bonds were fairly safer because the interest rates were down. So when we are starting at a historically low interest rates today, it doesn't take many hikes for the interest rates to double. So if we started at zero, it doesn't take much to go up to 2%, does it? So the impact of the Fed ratcheting up the interest rates is being felt in bond prices today, and it's going to continue to be felt in bond prices. That's why so many of your bond funds have lost money this year. 
So if you have concerns about your bonds in your account, or if you're just looking for a second opinion on your financial future and a local coach who can help guide you through this retirement process, it's pretty simple. Just give us a call at 888-885-PLAN. We'll put you on the calendar, you come in the office, we'll start the process, and we'll go through your individual questions one by one on bonds, stocks, or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish there and start that simplicity process. So just sit down and give us a call and start that process. Again, that number to call is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. If you're here in the Tri-City area and you have questions about your financial plan, Kevin raised the person to turn to. All of us want to have a little bit more solid plan for our retirement future. So if there's still those outlying questions as to whether you can make it not only to retirement, but all the way through it as well, it's worth a call to get that second opinion on how you're currently set up for retirement and for your financial future. 888-885-PLAN. That's the number to call. 888-885-7526. Kevin was born and raised in Pinconning. He's been in this area for a long time. He knows what's important to the community and to folks like you who are trying to prepare as well as you possibly can for your retirement. 888-885-PLAN. One more time, that number to call is 888-885-7526. And Kevin will put aside time on the calendar to meet with you here in the near future. Stay right there. Much more coming up on today's show. Taxes in retirement. How big of a deal is that conversation? We'll dive into that. Plus, answer some of your questions on the mailbag and more. All straight ahead here on Simply Financial. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Rocking and rolling on Simply Financial today. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray. He is your financial coach at Insight Folios in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. Go to insightfolios.com to find out more information about the team, to listen to past episodes of the show. Also at insightfolios.com, if you click in the top right-hand corner, you'll see Try Our GPS, a little button that says Try Our GPS. And Kevin, this is pretty cool. This is something that you and the team have put together where people can kind of get an express financial plan. So is this for the person who's like, you know what? I really need to come in and have a review of my financial plan, but I just can't find the time this week or next week or, you know, in the, in the exact near future to, you know, set aside that hour to come in and meet in person. But I really need to at least get the process started. Is this the kind of tool for that person? It is, Walter. It's a simplified process to give you a shot, you know, looking into the future of whether you have enough money so you don't run out of money by a certain age. It's going to, it's only six simple questions that you have to answer. And in 30 seconds, you can get an answer on there and they'll give you a report right back. So I encourage everybody to go to that website and try the GPS or it may say express plan up there and just put your information, take 30 seconds out of your day. And I think it'll give you a good starting point to maybe start that conversation when you're ready to get going forward. Yeah, I was uh, just doing it before we started uh, on the air today and uh, it doesn't take long at all. Very easy to do. So you can uh, go to insightfolios.com and click on try our GPS there in the top right hand corner or uh, look for the word express up there. Either way, we'll get you to the right place. And uh, you can do that from your cell phone. It is mobile friendly, so you can do it from your phone or do it uh, when you get back to the computer later on. That's totally fine as well. Insightfolios.com, your place to go there. Well, I teased earlier, Kevin, we were going to dive into talking about taxes. And I know in your 27 years of experience in this financial world, you've seen taxes go on uh, quite a trip from being you oh, know, yeah. relatively high to historic lows to now 
uncertainty about what they're going to look like in the future. Kind of fun, probably, to see your perspective through the many years. I think there's this general assumption that most people think that they're going to have lower taxes in retirement. Through your years of experience, how often are folks actually right about that assumption? Not very often, Walter. And there's, you know, you remember back when IRAs came out and they told you, we put your money in an IRA and when you retire, you're going to be in a lower tax bracket. Well, as it turned out, that's normally not the case because there's several reasons. One being that most people are going to have money sitting in their 401k or an IRA or some similar type vehicle. And over the years, over the 20, 30, 40 years, they've saved a lot of money in this tax-deferred vehicle. Now, notice I said tax-deferred, meaning that you owe taxes on it somewhere down the road, meaning not now, but when you retire by age 70, you certainly have to start withdrawing money out of those IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, 457s, or any other type of retirement account. So depending on what value of that account is, could put you in the next tax bracket. So someone has saved a half a million dollars. Let me give an example. And they turn age 70. If Walter, what would you guess at age 70, if you saved a half a million dollars, there's something called an RMD, which stands for Required Minimum Distributions, which means you must take that money out. The IRS stipulates you have to take that money out. And if you don't, there's a 50% penalty, 5-0% penalty. 50%. 50%. Wow. 50%. So if you have a half a million dollars, the IRS says you have to pull Required Minimum Distribution out and the 500000 Take a guess and tell me what you think it is. So just the amount that they're making you pull out of they're a They're making 000? you pull out. Yep. Oh, I don't know. Let's see. 25000 That sounds reasonable. You're close. It's 18000 18000 Okay. So you have Still 18, a lot of money. It's still a lot of money. So it may throw you, what, into the next tax bracket, right? Mm-hmm. Certainly That's probably the consequence. Gonna, okay. Yeah. And it's certainly probably going to cause you to pay. If you have a, take $18,000, I can almost guarantee it's going to cause you to pay tax on your Social Security also. Hmm. because that's added income. So you take your Social Security benefit and you take uh, half of that, you put it on the 18000 you take pensions and what other, other income you got. And if you're married, if it's over 44000 up to 85% of your Social Security benefit is going to be taxed, 85%. So those taxes in retirement, when they told you you're going to be in a lower tax break, that's not uh, right very often. So if you have a bigger 401k and you're thinking, am I going to fall into that and you're a younger person, it's time to sit down and start considering, do some tax planning on that because that will help you somewhere down the road as far as taxes go. Pretty wild to um, kind of have this conversation about taxes when there's so many unknowns about the future of tax rates and uh, kind of the unexpected lowering of them that we just recently had. Kind of interesting to see all the inner workings of that. So do you know? Do you know yeah, what the ahead. highest tax rate was during Franklin Delano Roosevelt? You probably heard it. It was really high, right? Wasn't it? It's like it was like ninety four percent. Something crazy, yeah. Ninety four, and you know, and I was why like, bother? Holy cow. And then JFK <laughs> came in and said, you know, we got to cut taxes to stimulate things, and he cut it down to sixty percent. Oh my god! So we've been up as high as ninety four. You know, we've been down in the Reagan years. Now we're down again. So who knows where they're going to go? Why would you bother being in business at 94% tax rate? Well, that's the thing. You, have you heard the story about Ronald Reagan? Mm-mm. That's what turned him from a Democrat to a Republican because he said, um. why make more than two pictures a year? Because he was going to fall in that 94%. He said, I'm not giving the government anymore and I have to. So that's where it all started with him. Interesting. So uh, that's why he yeah. became a politician instead of an actor. And Yeah. 
switch political parties. Pretty interesting. So let's talk strategies, Kevin. What strategies sure. can somebody utilize? You talk about those RMDs and some of these other tax implications. So if we want to improve our tax situation, what can be done? Well, if you're young enough, start considering maybe converting some of this to a Roth or start maybe drawing some of that down because ideally what you'd like to do is you'd like to have your RMD close to your standard exemption. So if you're a single person, let's say, uh, your standard tax exemption is gonna be 12,000. So if you have a, a RMD of 18,000 in this particular case, 6,000 of that is up and above that standard deduction. So it's gonna be taxable income. So start looking down the road, especially if you're younger and get in front of that freight train that's coming. We can all look down the railroad tracks. We can all see the light coming down. It's a long way down there. And if you got time, get out of the way of that train, meaning the tax situation and start preparing, start being proactive, start looking at the future and start doing the planning process. Very important to do that. And I know taxes is one important thing that you talk about, Kevin, in your Retirement Rescue Toolkit. Tell us a little bit about why you've put together this toolkit and how it might be helpful for somebody who is thinking about taxes in retirement. Sure. This toolkit that Walter just uh, mentioned here, we have a six-page white paper report on what we think is going to do in taxes. And we're going to give you several examples of how to maybe get in front of that train like we just stated and take care of the tax situation down the road, maybe lessen it for you, give you several strategies. I'm also going to give you the book that I co-authored in there. We're going to go through several of those strategies in there. We're going to give you Paul Dursel's book. It's going to go over the simplicity process and how all the retirement planning goes together. And we'll also, if you're not tired of hearing my voice by now, we'll throw a CD so you can listen to it on the way to work. <laughs> and all you got to do is text the word KIT, K-I-T, to 33222, and the Marvelous MJ will send them out to you on Monday and look for a physical white box, and that's as easy as it gets. That's a good starting point to start and maybe uh, look at doing some planning. It's once again called the Retirement Rescue Toolkit, the starting point if you're here in the Tri-City area for your retirement planning process. And you can get it very easily. It's absolutely free. All you have to do is send us a text, text KIT, K-I-T, to the number 33222. And then we'll text you right back with a link. You just click on that, put in your information, and voila, the kit is on the way to you. Just text the word KIT, K-I-T, to the number 33222, and we can get that process started and get you that retirement rescue toolkit. Now, if you're saying, hey, I don't like to text, I don't have texting, or I don't even have a smartphone, if you're like my dad, he uh, went to go get an, a new phone, it finally died on him, uh, his, his phone that he'd had for years, and they, they tried so hard to sell him a smartphone, and he just would not have any of it. And he's like, give me the flip phone, and uh, he got his flip phone. So he wouldn't be able to do this. That's okay. If you're like that, you can call and request that toolkit as well, 888 885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-PLAN or the uh, full number version for you. One more time here, 888-885-7526 is how you can get in touch to request that toolkit as well. Either way will work. So I, I think your dad needs to talk to my dad, Walter, because my dad doesn't even have a cell phone yet. The, no, not even on. <laughs> well, see, that's the funny thing is my uh, you know 85-year-old grandmother texts me all the time from her iPhone. So <laughs> she's she's further ahead than my dad at this point. So uh, My dad gets too frustrated with that stuff. So I'm, I'm trying. I'm working on him, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. The funny thing is the big argument, not to get far off the tangent, 
tangent here, but it is kind of funny. The big argument was, uh, you know, I don't want to pay for data. It was, you know, their whole point. And I looked at their plan and I was like, you've been paying for data for like the last three years. Uh, <laughs> Verizon makes it part of the plan. It's it's already built in. So that's not a very good argument. And he was like, we've been paying for that. And I was like, yeah, it's just included in the plan. <laughs> but he was still like, no, I just want the flip phone. So that's all right. I, I find examples really helpful, Kevin. And you do a great job of telling us stories about, you know, actual folks who have gone through these different parts of the planning process. Do you have an example or two of a bad tax mistake you've seen people make with their investments and how they could have avoided it if they'd met with a planner before? Yeah, one uh, mistake that we see pretty often here, it could be a mistake, could not be a mistake, depending on your tax situation, is but we'll see people take money out of their IRA retirement account, which has been tax deferred for all these years, and they'll invest it back into something that is tax deferred. So you're taking it out of tax deferred, you put it back in tax deferred. So somewhere down the road, remember, you're just kicking the can down the road. So there's a lot of ways to you know look at different types of planning to, to maybe mitigate that. So I recently talked to someone who's considered doing this. They wanted to invest into a variable annuity. And inside that variable annuity, they wanted to invest in stocks. They were stock-oriented. So we sit down, we talk to them, and I showed them by investing in a different type of account that paid dividends, we were looking at dividend-paying stocks at this time, and capital gains, depending on their income tax uh, rate, the tax on the capital gains and dividends could be 0% for long-term capital gains or dividends. So just a little twist there. They could still be in stocks. You could still do the investing in stocks. You still take on the risk if you want. But if it's invested a little bit differently, it could be 0% tax return versus, say, 15 or 22 or whatever the tax rate that they're in. Yeah, very interesting to see those stories as well. I know a lot of you know, people think about the tax planning strategies that maybe they can employ. And you were talking a little bit about some of the strategies that you can use down the road to improve your tax situation. Do you have any specific examples of how you were able to use some of those strategies to make a difference in somebody's retirement plan? Something something tangible for us to latch onto here? Yeah, let's look at the, just a previous example where they wanted to invest into the variable annuity and want to go into stocks and you know, they're taken from one tax-deferred vehicle to another tax-deferred vehicle. So we ended up putting them in something that paid dividends. And they were a couple, so they were joint uh, as far as they filing for taxes. So if you have your joint income is between $0 and $77,200, and you have dividends, long-term dividends or long-term capital gains, the tax rate on that is 0%. So you're saying, well, that sounds like a pretty good deal, but I'm in a much higher tax bracket. Say I'm in a 30% tax bracket. So if your income is up to $479,000, you're going to be in a higher tax bracket, obviously, there. But the capital gains or the dividend tax bracket is 20%. And if you're between, you know, if you're above 77000 it's 15%. So you have to, you know, look at what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, and use the tax code to your advantage. And people always say, well, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Well, some of the rich people are they're taking some tax planning strategies and implementing them in their own plan. So this is the type of planning that everybody needs to sit down and look. You know, holistic planning will encompass a lot more than just your investments. We specialize in retirement planning at our office. This is what we do day in and day out. And so if you're retired or you're going to retire in a few years, 
and you're looking for a second opinion, you want somebody local, you don't want a talking head, you want to sit down and start putting these strategies together, just give us a call at 888-885-PLAN. The Marvelous MJ will put you on the calendar, and we will start that process for you. It's as simple as that, Walter. That number again is 888-885-PLAN. You can have a complimentary review of your financial plan with Kevin Ray and the great team at Inside Folios, serving you for many, many years here in the Tri-City area. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin's got an office in Pinconning, another one in Saginaw as well, so it's easy to come by, say hello, have that conversation about your financial future. If you have those question marks about your financial plan that you need answers to, Kevin's there for you. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Stay right there. We'll answer some of your questions on the mailbag before we wrap up this week's show coming up soon here on Simply Financial. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time to see what's happening in the news, where we get Kevin Ray's perspective on a recent news headline. And Kevin, after losing 90% of its value over the past 12 months, Sears stock is now trading below a dollar. Fascinating. What does it tell you about our economy when a retail icon can't survive, even in a strong economy? You know, it's 60 cents per share. And I looked the other day, Walter, 60 cents. And you know, Sears has been a staple for, what, the 1800s? Remember, you can order a house from those, Sears. There was those, a house here in Pinconning. That was called the Red Barn that was ordered from Sears way back when really? they delivered wow. and they put together, yeah. So we're talking about adapting, aren't we? Because Sears or Kodak or whomever out there, they're not adapting to the new technology because it's moving super fast out there. So, you know, the online business like Amazon is taking a huge cut from all of these people. And if you look at Walmart, for example, Walmart is kind of adapting or they have adapted and you can order stuff from them. Sears and Kodak, you know, they just simply didn't adapt. And we got to look at the future technology that's coming up down the road and how it may affect what individual stocks or bonds you're holding out there. Technology is moving faster and faster and faster. Remember, I think it was on the History Channel, I heard our cell phone holds more computing power than all of the computers when NASA put a man on the moon. So we got to stay up with all the technology. We got to be adapting all the time. In a way, as painful as it is to see some of these old staple companies fall by the wayside, you know, you feel for those who are employees and, uh, yes. you know, and, and just it's there's something nostalgic about, you know, these it old is. companies. You want them to stay in business. But there is something healthy, I think, about the, you know, retiring of certain companies. It's, you know, not to be cruel about it, but right. Cruel, survival yeah. of the fittest and yeah. competition. This is how, what it's designed to be. And if one is falling, that means another has risen and yeah. should keep us progressing and moving forward. So I know there's probably a logical political debate there, but. But, you know, there's something uh, I think that's something worth considering here. It's it's sad, but at the same time, it's a sign of that healthy economy. Right. Yeah. I think in 2008, who would have, in the world would have thought General Motors and Chrysler right. would ever went bankrupt. Right. Right. Yeah. So we have to adapt. We have to stay on top of this stuff. So, yeah. Interesting to uh, see those headlines, though, for sure. Sears, a big powerhouse. 60 cents. 60, 60 cents. cents. Crazy. Yeah. So in our area, they closed the store. The Sears store down Bay City and in Midland, the only one that's open is Saginaw also. Crazy. I've always liked the Sears stores as a side I note. Too. I always, yeah. even in, even when they were, uh, you know, in the brick and mortar, I think they've always been good. But, yeah. Oh, well. Very interesting. Uh, we will get back to the financial talk coming up next here on Simply Financial. Don't move a muscle. We've still got to answer some of your questions and more straight ahead on today's show. No need to make things hard on yourself. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Learn a simpler way to invest. 
My favorite part of the show here on Simply Financial is when we open up the mailbag. And it is that time once again where we'll pepper Kevin Ray, the, of course, person that we turn to here on the show each week as our financial coach at Insight Folios in the Tri-City area. Pepper him with some questions from folks like you here in the area. And our first one comes to us from Will in Omer. By the way, if you want to submit a question, you can do that on insightfolios.com. Will says, my wife and I both earn very nice incomes and we don't have any kids. We're only 45, but we think it's reasonable for us to start looking at retiring within 10 years. So we're talking about before 55, it sounds 55, like. Yep. Yeah. What would we need to do to make that happen? Wow, good question. Good for you, Will, if you can do that in uh, 55 years old. But a couple of questions that come to mind when you're asking that is, do you have a pension? Or can you take a buyout? Or do you stay with that monthly pension? So there's some options there we need to look at if that's something that's uh, available to you. What is your projected Social Security amount for both you and your wife? And at what age do you start taking the Social Security benefit? Now, a lot of people that are listening to me right now, Walter, they're saying, that's a good question. So I want everybody to kind of remember this. Go to SSA, Social Security Administration.com, SSA.com, and you can go on there and fill out and get your Social Security statements. Now, remember, they only make about 3 million mistakes per year. So you want to make sure that you're on top of that and make sure they're crediting your, your Social Security statement correctly. Because if you're going to retire within 10 years, you want to make sure that these are probably your highest earning years. You're getting the most credit that you should be getting on there. The other thing is, how much income do you want at 55? You know, we need to know that. You need to add in inflation onto what income you're looking for just to keep up the rising cost of everyday items. If you're 55, there's a good shot you're going to live to 90 years old. So there's a long time we got to plan for. So we want to know, you know, do we need to add inflation on? How are we going to add inflation on? We want to put that in your plan. So are you young enough? You should also be looking into some sort of long-term care policy for your older years. If you were to suffer some sort of health catastrophe, this could undo all your prior plans. So if you retire early, you've been a good saver, later on in life you have some kind of health uh, catastrophe, this is the time to start looking at maybe insuring against that for the later life so that all that money you saved, all that hard work you put in, doesn't go towards taking care of your your health, for example. And since you don't have children, how are you going to leave your assets? You're going to leave them to family members, charity, you're going to need some sort of document to put this in place. Maybe it's a will or, or beneficiaries or a trust or something like that. So those are some ideas that I have to sit down with you and go over it individually and see what you're trying to do. But I would start with some of those questions right there. Absolutely. Really good uh, guidance there for you, Will. Hopefully that's helpful also uh, to kind of consider some of the things to be thinking about there. A lot of other complications when you retire before those traditional ages that you've got to take into account, and uh, that gives you some food for thought there as you go forward. Jeffrey's got a good question for us this week. Jeffrey's in Auburn. Says, I've heard you talking about being aware of the risk in your portfolio. That's correct, Jeffrey. In fact, just earlier today on the program, we were talking about risk and safety as it related to bonds. Jeffrey says, I'm 65. Exactly how much risk should I be taking? Well, Jeffrey, that's different for everyone. There's a lot of different factors that come into play into this. So you said you're 65, what age is your spouse and what age are you going to take Social Security? So that's all going to determine how much income we're going to need going forth. Do you have a spouse? Do they have a pension? Do you have a pension? Do you have enough money coming in on a monthly basis? And is it indexed for inflation? What interest rate? This is a biggie. What interest rate do you need to earn on what you've already saved? So you don't run out of money until age 95. 
you probably will always need some sort of risk just to keep up with inflation and a good plan and that's the key here a good plan is going to answer all those questions you just you just uh, asked me jeffrey so we need to sit down with you one-on-one and by figuring out some of those questions i just asked you we can determine or reverse engineer so to speak and determine how much risk you should be appropriate in your portfolio but until we sit down and talk to you that's awful hard to answer like that until i get some more information so give us a call or come on in We'd be happy to sit down with you and take care of that. Absolutely. Another really good question. Thank you for that one, Jeffrey. A real quick reminder, by the way, if you have questions like this and you've just sort of started that retirement planning process or you're just starting to ask some initial questions, you'd really benefit from the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. Great tool that Kevin has put together that's a physical box he's going to send you for free packed with two different books, special reports on saving money on taxes, proper income planning discussions, and retirement preparation. There's also an audio CD in there, and he even puts a few other goodies as well into these toolkits, into these boxes. It will really help you take those first steps to learning how to achieve a worry-free retirement. And here's the thing. You can get this absolutely free right now by texting the word KIT, K-I-T, to the number 33 We try to make it really easy to get a copy. So you can just send a text and then fill out some information there on your cell phone. And just like that, you can get this toolkit sent out to you. All you do is type kit into the message field and send it to the number 33222 from your cell phone. What will happen is you'll get a text back from us. You click on the link that's in there and put in your information, and then we'll be able to send you the toolkit. And that's all there is to it. And uh, Kevin and his team will put it in the mail on Monday, and you can be looking probably on Tuesday or Wednesday for that white box to get to you. So one more time, just text the word KIT to 33222 to get a retirement rescue toolkit from Kevin Ray and the team at Inside Folios that covers a lot of the things that we talk about here on the radio, but in even more detail in a great reinforcer if you've enjoyed some of the education that you get here on the program. And if you don't have a uh, cell phone that has the ability to text or uh, have the ability to you know click on a link inside of a text, that kind of thing, you would rather just call, you can do that as well. 888-885-PLAN is the number. And then uh, if you get the voicemail, just let Kevin know, hey, I'd like to get one of those toolkits. 888-885-PLAN. Again, your number to call. All right, let's end the week, Kevin, with one more question here on the mailbag from Vivian in Elger. Vivian says, I don't think my kids are expecting an inheritance from me because I was a single mom for most of their lives, but I really want to be sure that I'm not a financial burden for them at any point. Should I work until I'm 70 so that I can take the highest possible Social Security benefit? Wow, Vivian, uh, congratulations on on doing all the things you had to do to get those kids up and running, and it sounds like your kids are are doing pretty good. So, you know, it kind of depends. You're asking me, should I work to 70? Should I retire now and take Social Security? I guess the bigger question is, what do you mean about by being a financial burden. Are you worried about not having enough money or are you worried about some kind of long-term care issue down the road where maybe kids have to help you out and those types of things? So there's certainly nothing wrong with working until age 70 if you like to work and you enjoy it. You know, I have several clients who are well in their mid-70s that are still working and they still enjoy it. It keeps them busy. We all know, you know, there's studies that's been shown that the more active we are, the you know, healthier we're gonna be longer in retirement. And if you're needing a higher income and you're depending on that income, maybe 70 makes more sense because remember from your full retirement age, and that's roughly going to be around 66 and some odd months to age 70, that Social Security benefit will grow by 8% per year. So it's Hmm. a good thing. 
if you enjoy working and you don't mind it and you look forward to going into work and you want a higher income in life, that may be something that you want to consider. And if you got other questions, you know, because I have to know other factors in that, just give us a call. I'd be happy to sit on the phone with you, even if you wanted to talk through some of the stuff, or you can come on in, and I'd be glad to sit down and help you work through all these uh, situations for you. And then what we'll do is we'll put together what I call the leftover plan. Walter, you ever heard me say that? The leftover plan. Yeah, yeah. Because she said the kids weren't expecting much of an inheritance. So whatever's left over, we'll do it the best possible way and leave it to the kids. There you go. So even with that expectation of I may not be able to leave them, I mean, I think it's awesome that, you know, in this situation, Vivian, in a way, still is leaving, at least wanting to leave a gift to the children, and that's to not be a burden on them. That's a gift in and of itself right there. That's that's a huge gift if you think about it, because, you know. As we all get older, you know, we're going to need some assistance probably, but you want to, you want to, you're thinking of your kids now, which you've always done, but you're thinking down the road. And that's a huge gift. You're right, Walter. And then uh, if there's a little left over too, boy, what a blessing that would be. Yeah, so that's. Yeah. Pretty cool to be thinking that way, Vivian. And if you're interested in putting together a financial plan like Kevin Ray's talking about, again, it's very easy to get in touch. I'll give you the number one more time in case you want to take action this weekend. 888-885-PLAN is the number. You're going to come in, have a conversation about your situation here in the near future, and then start to go through the different elements of the financial planning process. Kevin will make it easy, as we call the show, Simply Financial. It'll be easy to understand. You'll know what's happening inside of your plan. You'll be well-educated about it. And I think that's really, really important. There's a lack of financial education in the area, in our country. Kevin's trying to help solve that with well-educated financial plans and people. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. That's 888-885-7526 to reach Kevin Ray to talk about your financial plan. Kevin, that's all the time that we have for on this week's show. But as always, thank you very much. And we'll look forward to chatting again next week. Stay safe, Walter. Will do. Have a good one. That's Kevin Ray. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.